the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. It's been a long time since I was 18. But I think I can still accurately say that my 18-year-old self, if, if my 18-year-old self had, had been interested in joining the military and I had seen the video of the U.S. Navy's drag queen meant to recruit me, I would have lost all interest in joining the military. But that's where we are now. The Navy, and I guess the Marines, who used to be looking for real men to sign up and risk their lives for their country, are now using fake women to get real young men and women to sign up. Just think about that for a minute. Apparently nobody at the Navy or in the Department of Defense had seen what Dylan Mulvaney had done to another pretty solid American institution, Budweiser. Uh, I'm sure you saw his, um, his nauseating parody of a woman on video celebrating his picture on a can of Bud Light. That could end up putting Budweiser out of business. Maybe not that bad, but it's costing him billions of dollars. How many guys who were thinking about joining the Navy and had just decided to stop buying Bud Light over the weekend also changed their mind about joining the Navy when they saw that ridiculous video? Since Joe Biden moved into the White House, the Defense Department has been on a DEI kick. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Time spent talking about pronouns, you know, coming up with words to replace mom and dad. Drag queen story hours for the service members, kids, stuff like that. And they've been bragging about it. Meanwhile, you know, the Chinese, they've been out there issuing proclamations about needing to reduce the number of effeminate men in the country and teaching their, they've been, you know, in the process teaching their military men how to get better at killing people and blowing things up, you know, the kind of stuff that should be priorities for any military. Meanwhile, just the other day, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, said in front of Congress that the Defense Department doesn't support drag queen story hours and cross-dressing, even though they've been putting them on. Elaine Donnelly is the president of the Center for Military Readiness. She warned us about this several months ago, and when we come back, we're going to talk to her about how much readier the Navy is now that it has a drag queen as a spokesman. And in our second half hour, is Tucker Carlson officially a racist now because of a text message he sent, which included a comment about how white men fight? And we could be seeing the creation of another martyr after a black man was killed on a subway in New York City. Stick around. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $30 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Beth Andrews and the team at NetWorth Advisors know what to look for. Beth can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 800-426-1428 to set up a visit with Beth Andrews and NetWorth Advisors. 800-426-1428. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now. 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. NetWorth Advisors, LLC is a registered investment advisor. 
Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one, free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathy Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to RUFFGreens.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. You've probably seen the video of the uh, Navy, Navy drag queen that went viral yesterday, and it wasn't done by the village people, by the way. It was a real sailor in drag, uh, and the United States Navy thinks it's a good idea to use him as a recruiting tool because if there's anything drag queens have been known for, it's swabbing decks. Uh, <laughs> Elaine Donnelly is the president of the Center for Military Readiness, and she joins us now. Elaine, thanks for coming on again. Always good to have you. Yes, hi. Good to talk about interesting topics, and this certainly is one. Oh, boy. Yeah. What what should this video do uh, for the confidence that the American people should have in the military's readiness uh, and, and ability to defend them? Not much. Yeah. Uh, this was a mistake rivaling that of the Bud Light people who hired someone to be an influencer on social media who is so out of step with the brand, if you will, the image of the Navy, the essence of the Navy, it is causing enormous controversy, and rightly so. Um, But let's kind of pull back a minute and figure out why is this happening, and I can tell you why we predicted that something like this would happen back in February. It has to do with the new rules that were put out by uh, President Biden, a new executive order, uh, and he he did it, actually he's done several executive orders about the transgender policies in the military, people identifying as transgender or suffering from gender dysphoria. Well, the rules have become even more radical than they were in the Obama administration. And one of the things that jumped off the page at me was uh, it it authorizes on base and on duty uh, use, well, cross-dressing. You can can, uh, be in a 
in a state of transitioning, change your clothing, your appearance. It used to be under Obama, yes, you could do that, but it would be away from the base and off-duty. It was called real-life experience. And you could go off and do RLE for many months or weeks before the transitioning. But when they changed that rule, I said, "Uh uh-oh, you're going to have cross-dressers on military bases, and that means drag queens is, is likely to happen. So I did not predict that the Navy would do something like this, uh, bringing on a transgender person to be their, their uh, representation as a digital ambassador is the title given to the sailor. Uh, Yeoman Kelly is his name. Uh, but that's what they did. And uh, they didn't pay him anything, but the, the credential that has come his way because of this uh, distinction, he, he is an ambassador, digital ambassador. Well, I predict a very bright future for this young man. Uh, he has always wanted to be on the RuPaul Drag Race program, the competition. Uh, I think the notoriety, the all the media exposure in the last several days, and this goes back to 2018. I've, I've known this guy or seen him in action since 2018 during the Trump administration. He did a dance, uh, a striptease dance. I uh, started out with a Navy uniform down to underwear, tights, and red heels doing splits and taking off the wig that he was wearing. Uh, this was a, this was adult entertainment, and it happened on the USS Ronald Reagan. And we've had several drag performances that have taken places at different bases, um, and even the the drag queen story hour kind of things going on in various bases. And of course, June is coming pretty soon. June is Pride Month. So we're going to be seeing a lot more of this. And the Department of Defense, uh, you, you wonder, what were they thinking? In doing this, and the Navy in particular, why would they, why did they think that this would work in reaching out to potential recruits? Uh, let's hope they learn something from the disastrous experience of Bud Light. Yeah, that's what I said in the opening to my show. I also mentioned that, you know, I was 18 a long time ago, but if my 18-year-old self was thinking about joining the military, mm-hmm. uh a drag queen inviting me to join would be the perfect way to get me never to want to get anywhere near the military. <laughs> well, it, it, what kind of an incentive? I mean, it's, it's a minuscule number of people who share this type of life, lifestyle who might be uh, attracted to it. I don't know. Uh, but it's usually traditional people, patriotic families, uh, who maybe, and many with, with a legacy of um, parents and ancestors who had served in the military. So the whole thing is so wrong-headed. Again, you wonder what were they thinking. And there's also a question, what about equity? Okay, equity complicates matters because if Yeoman Kelly can perform strip dances on ships or, or take his stick to military bases, why shouldn't Navy women be allowed to express their sexuality uh, in the same sort of way? Glitzy costumes, um, the kind of behavior that's adult entertainment, well, where do you draw the line? Well, you no longer have any lines. Again, anything cross-dressing, there's no rule against it. Uh, they changed the rules, and we wrote about it back in February. So how far is this going to go? I don't know, but I think people need to look at this. This is no, not a laughing matter, um, unless you're a Chinese ship captain mm. out there yeah. <laughs> circling Taiwan, getting ready for the invasion. Um, this is a serious matter, and I find it... It's so inappropriate. It's it's like uh, you don't have this kind of entertainment on a military ship or a, or a base. It, it, it's as inappropriate as a minstrel show would be. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't have minstrel shows on bases, and for good reason. Uh, you could say, well, that's just a form of entertainment. No, it is offensive to the kinds of people that you don't want to offend. And I find this uh, cultural appropriation. It is it is stereo. It's a stereotypical. Um, uh, well, a vision of women in, in a way that disrespects women, the exaggerated makeup, the wigs, uh, the, the um, posture, the behavior, the dancing, the seductiveness, or the, the fake seductiveness, I guess. I mean, when you see these kinds of performances, uh, they really are bizarre. And uh, 
Some people like to express themselves that way. Okay, fine. But you don't invite that onto the basis of the United States military. This is inappropriate. And one more thing. The videos that are being shown are on TikTok, of all places. Right. There are restrictions signed in place by this president saying that government employees may not use TikTok. So why is this influencer out there claiming to be a Navy ambassador? And by the way, the program is, is no longer uh, in place. It, is, it expired back in March, and they're evaluating it. So if the same people who set up the program get to evaluate the program, uh, this could continue, but right now uh, they're evaluating it. Okay. So once you give somebody that credential of being a Navy influencer, a digital ambassador, uh, then anything that person does beyond that is you have no control over it. You, you just don't. Mm -hmm. uh, and and Bush is finding that out with uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, you, they gave him one can, a can of beer with his face on it. And then he goes out and does all these videos that have literally ruined the brand. Uh, I mean, they, they really made a colossal mistake there. We don't know what's going to happen with the Navy. I don't want what happened to... Bud Light happened to the Navy. We we have to stand by our Navy. They're not people in the Navy. Certainly are not to blame. But when you lose market share like Bud Light did, that's one thing. People can go buy other beers and they'll do that. But the Navy can't afford to lose market share. They are struggling already with recruiting. They're going to be eight thousand sailors short, according according to a vice admiral who testified just recently. We've got storm clouds near Taiwan. We've got ships being scrapped for lack of maintenance. Um, the Iranian speedboats are boarding oil tankers in the Gulf. All these things are happening. We don't need any distractions uh, among our, our Navy leaders. So this, this is a huge distraction. It's, it, it was a colossal mistake. It should be taken seriously because it gives you insight into the deterioration of cultural values in the armed forces. Uh, little ray of hope, the Senate fired off a letter um, signed by a slew of senators demanding to know what is happening here. Um, I, I've, I've uh, written an article be published soon. I hope that people will really push back on this. This type of entertainment should not be allowed on military bases, and since Congress is responsible to make policy for the military, I wouldn't be surprised if they said this will not be allowed, and certainly not in the presence of children. Right. And in case you're wondering, yes, I have observed a, a drag performance once, mm -hmm. and it was adult entertainment. It was kind of funny. It was, you know, it was also juvenile. Um, definitely not for children. This was adult entertainment. Uh, if adults choose to witness this kind of thing or watch RuPaul's Drag Race, fine. Uh, but again, you don't say that that is appropriate edit, uh, entertainment on a military base or even near the military bases. There were a slew of these things last year. Uh, the next thing, if this, if this is allowed to stand, I would not be surprised if USO shows and Pentagon events, I mean, they do have a pride event in, in June at the Pentagon. Uh, they haven't gone this far, but who knows when gay pride parades are out there doing rather bizarre things in the streets, and if that's assumed to be okay, uh, that is an expression of sexuality. If you turn sexuality into a civil rights issue, where does it end? Mm -hmm. you, you can't put your foot down because there is no floor on which to put your foot. So, you know, this, this is a serious matter, and, it, and uh, it needs to be dealt with, and maybe lessons can be learned that will be uh, constructive. Yeah, well, I will have to say that my 18-year-old self, if they would have promised strippers, I, that might have been <laughs> something that would... You know, put me over the over the top if I was wavering. But right. uh, you know, I don't, I don't get the whole drag thing anyway. I just, I just don't get it. Who it appeals to? I mean, as you said, it's a minuscule percentage of the population. Yes. But, and and we're talking to Elaine Donnelly, president of the Center for Military Readiness. Your column that you wrote is coming out in the Federalist uh, soon, right? Oh, uh, I don't uh, know. It's, I just send it in, so I don't have the details. But uh, uh, okay. Uh, 
Um, we'll be posting it on our webpage as well. Okay. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, the, the way this is going down, as I say, Congress needs to intervene. Wokeism in the military here is on display. Oh, and there's one thing I almost forgot to tell you. Uh, there was a hearing recently that um, involved the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, and also Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense. And uh, Matt Gates went after both of them and demanded to know, what about these drag queen performances? Why are they happening on military bases? Now, General Milley claimed it was the first time he had heard, quote, that kind of stuff. And he added he didn't agree it shouldn't be happening. And Gates also asked Lloyd Austin, what about this? And Lloyd Austin said, listen, I'm quoting, drag shows are not something that the Department of Defense supports or funds. Okay, well, Congress should hold them to that. But why is it that they don't know this? Again, the rules changed. I, I described to you how the rules changed. They can't play like they do, either don't understand it, then we have to ask why don't they know about this sort of thing. They're in charge. And they hired people who are also in charge of what goes on. The Department of Defense Education Activity Network, this is a, the largest school system in the world. Uh, Matt Gates also confronted them with booklets written by Calissa Wing. Until recently, she was the Department of Defense uh, Di Di Diversity and Equity and Inclusion head. So she had a, or did have a lot to say about curriculum. And uh, she, she was reassigned just before that hearing. And I've looked at these books. These are critical race theory, CRT, presentations, entry level, designed for elementary school kids. That is serious. And, and again, Matt Gates uh, confronted the two top leaders of the military, and they looked at these things like they had never seen them before. But we analyzed them. If you go to our webpage, 3w's.cmrlink.org, uh, uh, there's an article there about what is happening, what did happen with Calissa Wing. The bad news is, although she's been reassigned, the office was disbanded, the curriculum is going to go into the school system uh, probably in a way that it's going to be difficult to detect. And that's where Congress needs to pass a parents' rights law for mm -hmm. military parents. Well, let me let, let me ask you, um, this is just so amazing to me. There are lifetime military men and women in charge at all the branches. Who talked to the people who know that this is ridiculous into allowing this to happen? And have the, or is it just that the sane people have been silenced? Is that what's going on here? Well, the the administration is enforcing their their will in the same way that ESG mandates do. You know how that works. You have to get a score. Yeah. In the military, all branches of the service, but especially in the military that I follow, if you don't meet certain goals, diversity, equity, inclusion, you're not going to get promoted. You might get fired. You might be um, swept out in favor yeah, but, but of someone I get, who does. I, but but, but what, Elaine, what I don't understand is how did this happen? The this military happen? people are are this is not this is something that they would they would want to leave when somebody what suggested you would think, it. And they're and they are and they're not joining in the first place. Yeah. But the answer to your question is very simple: elections have consequences. Joe Biden. This presidency and the entire administration is thoroughly pickled in the whole philosophy of DEI, CRT, anti-extremism programs that are very divisive. Uh, the woman, Calissa Wing, that I mentioned earlier, uh, she became known for putting out tweets and making comments in public, very hostile to white people and, and uh, saying white people are guilty of white supremacy. This, this is prejudice, prejudging, based on a superficial characteristic. Now, that's racist. You shouldn't judge people by the color of their skin. It's simple, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And yet here you have someone in the highest level teaching school kids, and the, the school kids are being taught that their parents are in uniform serving a country that was born in racism, that the founding fathers were racist, that is shot through with supremacy and racism and all the rest. What are they thinking? Well, I, I, I only have 30 seconds left, yes. Elaine, and you, you said that, that this, back in October, that all this stuff was, uh, you asked, is this a sign that it's too late? I'll give you 30 seconds to answer no, that question. It is not too late. Uh, I think we're going to see interesting things happening with the defense bill this year. People should get in touch with their own member of Congress. 
uh, even if they're not a member of the committee, and say, look, whatever it is that the, the new 118th con- congressional leaders choose to do, back them to get rid of wokeism in the military. Wokeism takes extremism or, or, or liberal uh, philosophy to extremes. And it does it even if it hurts the institution. In this case, we can't afford to hurt the only military we have. Well, Elaine, uh, real quick, uh, where can where, the website before I go? That is three W's dot CMR link, L-I-N-K dot O-R-G. Thank you, Elaine. Have to have, have you on again. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Republicans request an FBI document they say alleges a criminal scheme involving President Biden when he was VP. Republican House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer from Kentucky this week issued a subpoena demanding that the FBI produce a record related to an alleged, quote, criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden in a foreign national. Comer sent a subpoena to FBI Director Christopher Wray, giving him until May 10th to produce an unclassified FD-1023 document, which is generally defined as a report from an informant. In a statement, Comer explained that the FD-1023 document allegedly details an arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions. Edwin Mora, Washington. The Dow is down 360 points and the Nasdaq losing 61. This is SRN News. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. When we decided to buy this radio station, there really was only one thing we wanted to be. Your radio station. The one that talks about everything going on in this town, this country, and this world. We wanted to be the one to tell you what happened while you slept. Why are you stuck in traffic? Is it going to rain? But most importantly, we wanted to be the smartest hosts on the radio to help you know what to make of it all. They're all here every day. The world has questions. You have the answer. AM 1250. The answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. 
1250, the answer. Weather. It will be chilly tonight with a moonlit sky. Tonight's low 37. Partly sunny skies for tomorrow. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow will reach a high of 65. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 42. Sunny to partly cloudy Saturday. A great day to be outside. We'll reach a high Saturday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So have you heard about the text message that everybody in the media has decided uh, got Tucker Carlson fired? They've all been looking for the smoking gun, I guess you would call it, whatever it was that he did that got himself fired uh, last Monday, a week ago. Um, and so they've come up with uh, a text message that he sent back, uh, well, I don't know when he sent it, but it looks like, yeah, January 7th. It was the day after the January 6th, uh, January 7th, 2021. I'll read you the entire text. This is Tucker Carlson. I'm not sure who he was sending it to. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching video of people fighting on the street in Washington, a group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living blank out of him. It was three against one, at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable. Obviously, it's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd uh, hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? It's kind of a an insightful text and you know it, uh, introspective and all that stuff well the line that the media have decided confirmed him as a racist and and uh, had him fired is quote it was three against one at least jumping a guy like that is dishonorable obviously it's not how white men fight so pretty obvious why they think that got him fired because that was proof for all time that he is a racist it's not how White men fight. Well, the Tucker haters jumped all over that, uh, and it was really stupid. Uh, many of them ridiculed him for forgetting. They were saying, Tucker, you should know your history, and they ridiculed him for forgetting about white, the white man's history of ganging up on people of color, meaning wars, lynchings, I guess uh, m- in the massacring of, of the Native Americans, whatever you can come up with, uh, all good examples of bad things done by white men, but totally missing the point that Tucker Carlson was making there. Uh, so I saw this, this, um, this is not how white men fight, and personally I, I have no problem with it. I, I see video after video of black people jumping random people. Want to change the stereotype? You know, stop doing it. Accountability is is calling out the bad behavior, not getting mad because someone is publicly showing and discussing the bad behavior. Oh, oh wait, that's not me saying that. That's a guy named Zeke Arcom, a former cop, and that was his tweet seen by his 221,000 followers. And uh, Zeke is black. So this is this is the tweet again. Now that you know it's a tweet from a black man and a former cop who has 221,000 followers on Twitter. Saw this uh, not how white men fight tweet. Personally, I have no problem with it. I see video after video of black folks jumping random people. Want to change the stereotype? Stop doing it. Accountability is calling out the bad behavior, not getting mad because someone is publicly showing and discussing the bad behavior. So, I, And that's the tweet. The guy's name is Zeke Arkham, A-R-K-H-A-M, if you want to follow him on Twitter. Maybe you have to be dumb enough to spend the amount of time I spend on Twitter to understand what Tucker Carlson was referring to there. Because I can't tell you how many videos I've seen of fights on Twitter. Um, I can't remember the name of the um, the 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 the, the um, 
the, the account, the twi- Twitter account. Maybe I'll have it before we finish here, but um, it, it's just it's there's a, it just pops up and it's just fight after fight, it's brawl after brawl, and I can't tell you how many of those videos I've seen over the last I don't know couple of years, I guess, and I've been shocked when I've watched them. I'm shocked by how the, the unwritten rules of, of street fighting seem to have changed, and I've tweeted about it. You don't there there it used to be that there would be if there was a fight it would be a fair fight even if two guys got in a fight in a street fight the 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 fight would be between two people the two guys fighting and there would be spectators and they would be waiting for one person to get to be in a position where they were going to get hurt really bad and it was over and they would break it up and both guys would get up that that's that was the experience that I had as a kid, as a young man, when you would see a fight, that's what would happen. It wouldn't be one guy getting in a fight with another guy and then one guy's three or four friends jumping on the other guy and beating him to a pulp. Um, but I've been shocked by how many of those I've seen. And I've tweeted about it. Some really disturbing pictures of a fair fight that you know turns into several bystanders jumping in and beating one poor guy to a pulp. Usually it's the guy who's starting to win the fight. When that happens, a bunch of guys jump in and jump on him and then beat him badly. And it usually ends. This is the other thing that's changed. It's really disturbing how, many, how often this happens and how nasty it is. It's the bystanders jumping in and beating the one poor guy to a pulp, but most of them end with the poor guy getting kicked and or stomped or both. Uh, on the head when he's down. I mean stomped. And I see I see guys kicking field goals, soccer style, on somebody's head. You just didn't see that before. For one reason, it just wasn't done. And it was, it was a cowardly thing to do when a guy was down and out to come up and kick him in the head or stomp on his head. It happened. It's, it's, I'm telling you, you have to be stupid enough to be on Twitter as much as I am to, to see all this stuff. Anybody who's on Twitter long enough or often enough, knows what I'm talking about. I am on Twitter a lot because of this show, and when I'm no longer doing this show, I will no longer be on Twitter, by the way. But anyway, that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm, um, I'm, I'm confronted with. This is what I see. And here's the thing. 90% of them involve young black men. Now maybe it's uh, it's mostly black men gang. Mostly it's ba- black men gang- ganging up on a black man or a black woman, or black women ganging up on a black woman. Might be more like ninety eight percent. And I'm guessing Zeke Arcom, whose tweet I read for you, has seen the same videos I have. And he's a black guy, so he has obviously a different experience than a suburban white guy like me. So is it a plot to make young black men look bad by only showing fights with young black men? I don't think so. Twitter's a nasty place. And if there were ugly videos of white guys ganging up on another white guy, or white guys ganging up on a black guy, or black guys ganging up on a white guy, they'd show up on Twitter, and some do. But I don't think it's a race thing. It's a culture thing, and it's an urban neighborhood thing. But it's definitely a thing, and I think I know what Tucker Carlson was trying to say in a private, private text message, by the way, that they're now saying got him fired from a $20 million a year job uh, for a company for whom he was making millions and millions of dollars. So I was not the kind of kid to get in a fight. I was a little guy, and I had people who did my heavy work for me. I had friends who were tougher than I was, and I hid behind them. That's what I did. That's the kind of guy I was. So I'm not speaking from any great experience of being a street fighter. But it's just, if, if you see the videos that I've seen, you will know exactly what Tucker Carlson was talking about. And it's a, it's a, it's, if it's not a black thing, it's definitely an urban thing. And it's, it's a new thing. And so that's what he was talking about. And these morons in the media who try to criticize him for ignoring history, the history of black men being lynched by, you know, ganged up on and lynched by white men, nobody's denying that that happened. 
But that's not what Tucker Carlson was referring to. And he was referring to what's happening today. What you see today is and it's and it's an urban thing and it's a and it's mostly a black thing. And it, if it makes you racist to say that, that's a shame because it, it really it, it's something that really needs to be fixed. And it's um, it's out there. And that's what Tucker Carlson was talking about. So so they fire him over it. Meanwhile, we have, have another story that's being looked at through the prism of race up in New York City, and you've probably heard about this one. A 30-year-old black man named Jordan Neely. He was killed by a white guy on a subway. And the Democrats and their friends in the media are determined to make that all about race, and they're going to try to turn Neely into a martyr. We'll have more on that when we come back. Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. JD Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth. And if you owe back taxes, the news isn't good. The IRS is raising the interest rate it charges on unpaid taxes. And further rate hikes are expected. Most people don't know it, but the IRS adds interest charges to your tax debts daily. So if you owe the IRS today, you'll owe even more tomorrow. And it doesn't stop until you get right with the IRS. The good news is getting right can start with one phone call to Optima Tax Relief. America's number one tax relief firm. Optima's tax professionals specialize in the Fresh Start Initiative, a powerful IRS program that can save you thousands if you qualify. In fact, the experts at Optima have resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family, and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathy Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to RUFFgreens.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, maybe you've seen the story by now. There was a... Uh... 30-year-old man named Jordan Neely, he was uh, killed. I think it was yesterday. A Marine choked him out, killed him. But Jordan Neely, this 30-year-old guy, was harassing people on the subway, uh, very aggressive, very much out of control, looking to uh, be having some kind of a mental health issue. And... uh, this is not something that you see often on the T here in Pittsburgh, but you hear about it and see it all the time in New York. And so people who ride the subways in New York, which I can't imagine living there for a minute and a half and, and taking a sub, that subway to work every day. I don't know how people do it, but, that's the, but the people who do, they've seen this before, and they've seen 
what happens in uh, some of the crazy, you've probably seen the videos of the crazy things that happen on the New York subway. Uh, naked people running around. It, it's uh, uh, just people getting beat up, raped, all kinds of things. So Jordan Neely was doing that. Uh, he was not raping people, but he was he, he was out of control. And this former Marine, he came up behind him, grabbed him, put him on the ground, and he was restraining him with a chokehold. And he was also helped by another black man who was holding Jordan Neely down, and uh, but Jordan Neely died. Now, I see the left blaming everybody for, for Jordan Neely's death except Jordan Neely. Uh, the left is making it seem as if the Marine, you know, woke up looking to choke someone out that day, and Neely was blameless. Uh, more can be done to help the mentally ill, but trying to crucify someone who is trying to protect himself and others is just wrong, and, and it only discourages citizens from looking out for each other. Oh, wait, I didn't say that. That was another tweet from uh, my friend Zeke Arkham, the black guy, who has 200 former cop, who has 221,000 followers. That's what he said about this. And then there's... Um, of course, that, that's, that's Zeke Arkham. And here you have the always brilliant and the 100% predictable Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Are you rather ready for what she said? This honestly feels like a new low. Not being able to clearly condemn a public murder. Uh, what she's commenting on here is uh, New York City's mayor says, I'll give you that first. Any loss of life is tragic. There's a lot we don't know about what happened here, so I'm going to refrain from commenting further. However, we do know that there were serious mental issues in play here, which is why our administration has made record investments in providing care to those who need it and getting people off the streets and the subways and out of dangerous situations. And I need all elected officials and advocacy groups to join us in prioritizing getting people the care they need and not just allowing them to languish. So that's a pretty sensible statement from the mayor. And that's followed by this from Alexandria Ocasio overrated Cortez. This honestly feels like a new low, not being able to clearly condemn a public murder. This is a murder now. Now, there's been no trial. There's been no arraignment. There's been no coroner's report. There's been nothing. And this woman, who's a congresswoman, she says... It's not being able to clearly condemn a public murder. She's declared this a murder based on what she saw on Twitter because the victim was of a social status some would deem too low to care about. So he's a black, homeless guy. Nobody cares about him. He died, and nobody cares. That's what she's saying. And the last sentence is especially rich from an administration trying to cut the very services that could have helped him. And she's referring to the line about um, from the mayor. That they need uh, all. I need. I need all elected officials and advocacy groups to join us in prioritizing getting people the care they need, and not just allowing them to uh, languish. So that's that's what's going on up in New York. And then here's here's another tweet. Uh, let me see if I can find this one. This is another tweet <clears throat> to give you a little perspective. This is from a guy whose Twitter name is Black Westchesterite, okay? Black Westchesterite. I don't know his real name. I wanted to give a name to a victim of subway crime that was ignored. Tommy Bailey, family man who worked as a union steam fitter, father of three children. He saw a homeless man harassing an NYPD officer, told the man to stop. Okay? Uh, and then, let me finish this up here. Hold on. Well, anyway, the homeless man who had a history of violence stabbed Bailey in the neck, killing him. I heard nothing from the same New York politicians calling what happened to Jordan Neely, calling his death a lynching, or writing posts about black men seem to always, always seem to be getting stabbed. So here's a, a, a black guy who came to the aid of a policeman because he was dealing with a guy just like Jordan Neely and got stabbed in the neck by the guy and killed. He's dead. And, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 
knowing nothing about what happened except what she's seen on Twitter or some media report, and she's declared it a murder. So nobody in America is smarter on this stuff than Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock um, of The Blaze. And here's what he says. Jordan Neely's dad abandoned him in childhood. Neely's stepfather strangled and disposed of his mother when Neely was just 14 years old. According to people who knew Neely, the murder of his mother and the abandonment by his father caused Jordan Neely to fall into depression and mental illness. With his family support erased in recent years, Neely became a schizophrenic, homeless nuisance terrorizing the streets and subways of New York. Neely's life ended in inevitable tragedy Monday afternoon. Since when it was Monday. He menaced the wrong group of New York subway riders. A former Marine wrestled Neely to the ground from behind and applied a chokehold to restrain him, and at least one other passenger, passenger helped subdue Neely, and the 30-year-old vagrant lost consciousness and died. On Wednesday, the medical examiner's office ruled Neely's death a homicide, stating neck compression as the cause of death. Homicide's not the same as murder, by the way. So uh, political opportunists and corporate and social media appear ready to turn Needy into the next George Floyd, a heroic martyr and symbol of American unfairness and excuse to riot and loot. Say his name, Jordan Neely. According to social media pundits, the Marine and the black man who helped subdue Neely maimed and lynched innocent Jordan Neely, a Michael Jackson impersonator. There's video of him impersonating Michael Jackson on the subway. Young man with a bright future had white supremacy not reared its ugly head. So, so he goes on to say, after hours of careful Twitter deliberation, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, posted her verdict. Nor- Jordan Neely was murdered. That's There you go. And she goes on to say it's disgusting and blah, blah, blah. So what, uh, what um, Jason Whitlock goes on to say, and he finishes with, um, Jordan Neely's father unleashed the first deadly strike to Jordan's soul when he had abandoned his son. Neely's stepfather fired the fatal shot when he killed Neely's mother. And the, he says that's the solution to the problem that he points to all the time, is fatherless black men, young men. And he said that's what Jordan Neely was a victim of. That's what ultimately killed Jordan Neely. And that's Jason Whitlock, and that's the show for today. I'm off tomorrow. I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.